Left. Right. Yo, what is up? Thank you for joining us on episode 113. This episode happens to be about the 4th of July and what some of the best barbecuing uh, and just party ideas are for the holiday. So I hope you're catching this in time. If not, maybe you're catching it afterwards. And uh, to that, I, I hope uh, you use some of this advice or you did some of these things. Either way, let me know what you think. Let me know what we missed. And I will see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 All right. So, look, James, we are live. This is episode 113 of Sip Talk Podcast. My name is Justin DiGiulio. I am your host, joined by James. The Bosnator Boswell. I'm in my basement in New Jersey, just outside Manhattan. James is in sunny South Carolina. What are you drinking down there? Same as always, going with the bush ice. Bush ice and? Bush ice. Oh, that's it. All right. Okay. Uh, I've got boxed wine, but after hauling sod around for almost an hour, I, I want something that's kind of light and refreshing. Well, you know what? I realize my mic is not plugged in. I got kind of fly by the... Well, let me get my mic plugged in. And maybe my audio will get, will get a little bit better for. Oh, shit. Who knows? That's better. Uh, is it better? It's close to my face, but I don't think it's actually on or plugged in. So we'll. No, um, it, 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 I notice a big difference. And like tap the mic. How about now? Yeah, but like just well, tap. We'll, uh... Now we're going to get nothing. We'll get this tuned up. There we go. That's better. Okay. Um, so you want to introduce the topic? Oh, shit. I can't hear you. All right, guys. Hang tight. Uh, microphone. Can you, Say are you having a problem hearing me still? Please. Test. Hear me? Anything? I can't hear you, James. That's not, that's not good. Um, hang on. Rosh, can you hear me? Hang on. All right. Sorry, guys, for the technical difficulties. I can't hear James. Apparently, he can hear me. All right. Go ahead. I think I think I got a set. Are we better now? We are. How's my voice? Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, hopefully this mic is picking me up. Uh, Rosh will let us know. Uh, so today, here's too close, too close. Ah, shit. All right. So it must be on. Um, here's we're going to talk about today. We're uh, I talk. We got a holiday weekend coming up. So I want to talk a little bit about holiday weekends, how to prepare, best ways to spend it, because a lot of times people make the wrong choices for holiday weekends and they end up wasting the weekend or they just end up in misery and they come out in the other end with a sunburn. Um, and uh, we're also going to talk about how to quit your job because, you know, you mentioned that. And I think, I think there's some good pointers um, that we can give. I haven't had a whole lot of time to really put a lot of thought into my advice, but I definitely, the advice that I have off the bat from being an employer is really something that I think people can, people can take. So, um, as we get started, I want to acknowledge you got a little, uh, little haircut. Oh yeah. You got a little trim. Yeah. Good. Um, 
I mean, I had it on Thursday, but I don't know if, what con- condition you were in to notice details on Thursday. Uh, there was, yeah, there was not many details being noticed. We came from that that happy hour, so we just came. hi Maria. We went in. Uh, what's up, Maria? Um, we went in full force on Thursday. So, uh, you have big plans for the holiday weekend? I've got two of my best friends from college coming down on Sunday, and they're going to be here for a week. Ooh. They're, they're going to be there for the whole week. Yep. Very nice. Um, so are you uh, you going to start like fresh right on Saturday? Guns blazing. Um, what do you mean? Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the holiday weekends and I like to start with uh, little morning cocktails and see where the day takes me. Um, I kind of get going full force out in the sun, hanging by the pool. I think I think really the key. What pool are you going to be hanging out at? I'll be at, hopefully be at Adams in Long Island. Uh, But for me, being by a body of water is very important and also being within close proximity to a grill. Uh, I would much rather grilled food than restaurant food. I know, uh, I know down there you got the grill in the backyard. Yep. Uh, I want to talk about grilling in just a minute because we can expand on that a decent amount. Um, And you're not too far from the beach. So even if you don't cram the beach into the 4th of July weekend, we're not going to do it over the weekend, but since I've got the the the, the week after the next week off, um, I'll I'll take my two buddies out to the beach for a day. Yeah, you guys have you guys have this extended amount of time, so you don't have to cram it all into into one. Well, they're um, not even here on Saturday, so. Oh, they're not coming in on Saturday. No, they land like Sunday afternoon. You'll have to get started on your own then. So look, so here's. Here's my thinking. I was in the elevator with the super today and I said, hey, man, what what are your what are your plans for the holiday weekend? And uh, he said, well, my family wants to go to the beach. I want to go to the lake. And uh, I was like, dude, you got to go to the lake. You got to go to the lake. Why? (sighs) Well, I'm thinking if you're at a lake, you either have a campsite or a house right on shore. Or you're on a boat so you can get back and forth from the from the shore pretty easy if you're at the ocean on the beach because i mean you're probably going to the ocean beach right like somewhere on long island or down the jersey shore you uh you gotta one you're just sitting in the ocean dirt right like you're just sitting in the special sea dirt and you have to uh you have to come prepared otherwise it's really gonna suck um my thinking about the beaches in New York is that you have to bring a cooler full of food. You, uh, you got to bring cold drinks. The food can't be something that you have to heat because there's no beaches, uh, around New York city where you can set a barbecue and grill up, you know? So what, what are you going to the beach with that? You're going to spend four or five, six hours at the beach and be content. A frisbee, Mm. cold hot dogs. There's like, beach games you can like do bocce or ladder ball um which you have people... to pack which you have to pack with you and carry from the car all the way out to the beach along well, what with if you what if you do like a night at a hotel on the beach okay that's not a bad idea but now so, you're upping the ante and upping the cost because you got the yeah. hotel cost mj says avoid the beach on the holiday too crowded i think well, we're gonna agree there I, <laughs> and that's the other thing is beaches are crowded as shit and then you especially lay, on Fourth of July weekend, what weekend is going to be busier? Then you lay your blanket down in the ocean dirt, and it just constantly gets covered with dirt. You know, it's called sand. 
Well, yeah, but it's just dirt from the ocean. No, it's much coarser and less <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I've never left the beach feeling clean. Uh, never left the beach not wanting a shower. I think if I just walked into the woods and rolled around on the ground, I'd probably feel cleaner than having I, I sand think that the up my beach ass. Is, if we, like, uh, I think that lake water is gross. I hate lakes. Lakes creep me out, man. Really? Yeah. I like being I like being on a boat and being well, by the yeah, house. Yeah, but you can be on a boat anywhere. Like you don't have but like for me lakes are creepy <coughs> because I don't know, something about like the the thermocline where like the first 3 to 5 feet of water is a comfortable mm-hmm. temperature and then all of a sudden it gets cold. <laughs> like that really flips me out, man. <laughs> and I for whatever reason like i don't like not knowing what's underneath me but so it's the same I, in the ocean no in the ocean it's different because i know what's underneath me it's just sand i don't have to worry about like what's going to be brushing up against my leg like well, you even if i'm sh- in even if I'm sharks in, there's not sharks in lakes uh, you know what you know how many people die from shark attacks every single year but if you if you yes a very small percentage of the total population but if you compare that to the population of people that go into the ocean water, that number is much higher. Yeah, more people die on lakes than they do in, from shark attacks. That's probably very likely, but still no sharks in the lake. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about drowning in a lake. I'm worried about getting my leg bitten off by a shark. Um, I'm not worried about sharks at all. And like, even when I'm in the ocean in water way above my head, I still know what's underneath me. It doesn't bother me. Whereas with a lake, there's all sorts of crap on a lake bed that scares me. Don't ask me why. It's not particularly rational, but I do not <laughs> like lakes. Well, typically lakes are a bit browner, I guess, when yeah. it comes to the water. That I will, I will definitely give you. Most lakes are not super crystal clear, and, uh, and the light doesn't permeate as well, so you can't see quite as far. And yeah, also, also, like with the ocean, it gets gradually deeper, so you... You know, most people aren't hanging out in the shore in a lake because that's kind of the grossest part of the lake, the silkiest, mm-hmm. where like the trees are and there's just shit that's in the water. Yep. So I, I I feel you on that. And also it depends on the lake. But also there's no waves on a lake. Like I like being in the ocean and like battling the waves and be and, like bodyboarding or even just like swimming and like ducking under waves. You're not going to get that on a lake. Yeah, but for me, it's not about being in the water. It's about everything else. So it's about barbecuing. It's about being able to drink and have some fun and not be far from like a bathroom. Like ideally, you don't have to pee in the water. I don't have an issue really with that. Well, but, why not just go to a pool then? Well, the, the pool would be it's I have your beach pool or lake. And uh, but but to me, the beach isn't a great option. And, and the fact that you can't really grill on any beaches like that's not even an option at almost every beach in the New York city and surrounding area. You can't grill to me. That's kind of really shitty. And well, then it all- makes a lot of sense though. It, it, sure it does. Sure it does. But uh, let the people like, you know, uh, you let people grow on the beach. The beach is going to be trashed so quickly. <sighs> yeah. I, I will give you that aspect of, I was just saying kind of the general population doing dumb shit on the beach is the reason why you know we can't grow on the beach um and people like yeah i guess leaving food and just leaving garbage on the beach but people still do that already yeah but you're by having the rule in place that you can't grill it at least cuts a lot of the top off of 
what could be garbage. Yeah. Because you've got less people. Like if people aren't bringing things, that's less things for them to leave behind. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. Grilling for me on the beach though isn't the the biggest pain in the ass because, uh, you know, you're not grilling all day anyways. Yeah. But what you most likely are doing all day is drinking in the sun, and something that is I don't know what it's like on James Island now. James Island is one of the beaches, uh, Folly one, of the, beach. one of the islands near James, which has Folly Beach. Folly Beach, when I lived there, you could drink on, but most not anymore. Most of the beaches you can't drink at, which to me is like it's it's just like a we did this to ourselves type of thing. And and who's really winning here? Who's winning? Well, well, so the reason why they banned drinking on Folly Beach, which was the last bastion of freedom for beach drinking in the Charleston area. And this was probably five or six years ago. I think it was actually on a July 4th weekend, but it might have also been a Memorial Day weekend. But one of the two, um, there was like a whole bunch of people from out of town, like a huge group of people that were drinking all day. And it ended up turning into like just a brawl with some locals or something. And it was like so big that the police had trouble being being able to even break it up. A giant brawl between locals and out-of-towners on the beach fueled by alcohol. Yeah, yeah I want to look this up to see. because Yeah, the- I'd like some more details on that. But my, I mean, my thinking is really, one, it, you know, those people probably did need to duke it out, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not entirely against 2012, that. wow. That's- was that, well, I didn't live there then. Yeah, I knew it was after I, after I left. I was pretty sure that they got rid of the, the beach drinking. But um, but between three and four thousand people crowded into a 75 foot by 30 foot area when the brawl occurred. Three or four thousand people into an area like think about how tightly packed that is. Um, It was it it feels like to me, people who are wanting to fight. I feel like there's an easy out and it's just you walk away from the the bullshit that's happening. But it's but read me the read read the the headline at least because I'm really curious. At least seven arrested after a large holiday brawl on Folly Beach. Between uh, yeah, and um, between three and four thousand people crowd into a third seventy five foot by thirty foot area, um, and the crowd consisted of people in their twenties who had arrived in tour buses and brought a DJ with them. Nice, okay. Do we know what caused the brawl? Was it bad music? Uh, yeah, I would have to think something. <laughs> Catalyzed by alcohol. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up the video now. All right. Well, you got to narrate what you're doing a little bit because it's, well, it's, it's nice to watch your face light up while you, while you choose I one can't window. Find, no, no, no. It's, it's, All right, well, uh, then, but the point is, like, you can't even do it on Folly Beach anymore because non-local people ruined a good thing. Well, there's a comment here from MJ saying, make friends with people who have beach houses. That's the best option. Yes. And we that's, did that. That's we did do that. And that worked out very well for us. Because, But that was also back when you could drink at the beach. We'd go hang at the beach, drink for a little while. Now it's not that you can't drink at the beach, but you're basically bringing contraband to the beach and you have to hide the fact that you're drinking at the beach. And that's where it gets yeah, very I think frustrating. You can still pull it off on Folly Beach as long as you don't draw attention to yourself. But like you can't like if you've got to have it in like nondescript containers. So like probably beer would be out because you're going to have to have cans of beer or something. Or you decant it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had if you made like 
cocktails ahead of time and then poured them into like a thermos or something and then just poured that into a solo cup, you'd probably be fine. As long as you're not making an ass out of yourself, no one's going but, to bother you. But now you've ruined the beach for many, many people because I don't want to sit at the beach and drink fucking Kool-Aid. I don't know what else you drink at the beach. I'm drinking Kool-Aid and I'm going to chill in the sun, take a little nap, go for a swim, maybe play some goofy beach games that don't exist anywhere in reality outside of the shitty sports objects that they sell you at beach stores. And I'm going to drink a little more, take a nap, get back in the water, hopefully dry off in the sun a little bit and then I'm out. But it mostly revolves around drinking and relaxing. To me, it's not really relaxing to drink Kool-Aid or drink warm Pepsi at the beach and and do the same, you know, do the same activities. That's not fun. So, uh, you know, if if they're really going to outlaw and then enforce the no drinking at the beach, it, it's lost all its allure. So what you're really saying is that you can't have fun without alcohol. 100%. It's, but it's, you're, t- you're taking somebody who wants to relax and have some drinks at the beach. And you're saying, yeah, we're not interested in you doing that here. That's, that's, well, it, I'll tell you, it hasn't really hurt Folly Beach all that much. They still get a ton of people there. That sounds miserable. Just baking under the sun with no alcohol on your day off. That's not, that, that, to me, it doesn't sound fun. I'm sure there's a lot of people who drink a lot less in the regular everyday life than I do that don't mind sitting at the beach. I don't, I don't even know what you would bring to drink at the beach. What are non-alcoholic drinks that you would bring to the beach? Orange juice. Lemonade. I guess lemonade. Yeah. That sounds boring as fuck. Oh, lemonade's pretty good. <laughs> um, you're going happen to me today getting on the train. So basically there's no mask. Volume. Sorry. There's no mask policies here in, uh, there's no mask policies pretty much throughout New York city. And uh, you can go in stores without wearing a mask. So I walked through the uh, Penn station today. I don't, I don't have a mask on. I walked down the, the stairs to get on the train. I reach in my bag to grab the mask and I hear this commotion. I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, all right, better get on the train and avoid this. So I get on the train. I walk up, I'm putting my mask on and I hear this lady shouting, White shirt, khaki shorts, white shirt, khaki shorts. Stop right there. <clears throat> so I turn around as I'm, you know, attaching the mask to my ears. And she's like, you need a mask. And I was, I was like, <laughs> just kind of pointed to my was face. This, who was Is this a cop? It was, it was, and it was one of the conductors or, you know, somebody who, uh, who works on the train freaking out about, about the mask. And I'm thinking, but I was thinking like, thinking like so look one i would have had the mask on if i wasn't trying to avoid the commotion by the fact that you saw me walking towards the train on the platform and started freaking out even though you were 40 feet away from me okay and then created all this commotion kind of pushing people out of the way well she got on ahead of them to reprimand me about wearing a mask i'm putting the mask on um, but wearing the mask out off of the train not wearing a mask off of the train is perfectly fine when you cross the threshold or have intent to cross the threshold of the train, it becomes a felony. And the woman was mad. She was really pissed and she was loud and boisterous as fuck. And all week long, I've been hearing these all week. I mean, it's Monday, but even it's Tuesday. At the end of last week, I was hearing these uh, these messages on the train about how you needed to be wearing a mask. They're still enforcing the mask 
rules. And I thought it was, I felt bad for them because I, you know, I, I felt like I get it. It's your job, but like you, you, you're the only people around you enforcing this mask rule. Nobody else is. And do you really care that much? Like you get it. It's the rule, but it's your choice as the conductor, whether you want to be a dick to everybody that's. I don't know. Does that make well, sense? I, I want to know from chat what their plans are for the holiday weekend. And I want to acknowledge uh, someone I haven't seen before, Emma McGodrick. And I'm liking how Maria is agreeing with everything. And uh, also cheers to five mile. Yeah. So James wants to know if you guys are watching us live, what your 4th of July weekend plans are. Are you going to the beach? Are you going to the pool? Um, you going to hit the lake. So look, let's talk about grilling real quick. My thinking, 4th of July, as an American, pretty simple. you got hamburgers, hot dogs, right? I think, I think you can't go wrong with those. Steaks. Then you, get, then, you, then you can get it into steaks, right? Like, now, Ribs. you got to be careful when you grill a steak because hamburgers and hot dogs are pretty quick. You, you kind of roll the hot dog over a little bit, just let, warm it up. They're pre-cooked. Hamburgers, you can cook those relatively quick. And also, you, it's it's tough to overcook a hamburger. Yes, I mean you can you can cook the hell out of it, but at a certain point, you're going to be like, all right, this is this is getting it's getting a bit over. There's a, there's a lot Shrinking. of error bar, like error range. Yeah, with the hamburger. exactly. But with a steak, the the thicker the steak is, the more difficult it, it is to cook and monitor the temperature. And if you want to get technical and like put a thermometer in it, or like be squeezing your steak and kind of doing this, you know, this type of thing, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's all the, the same. Yeah, you got to learn how to temp a steak, but also like with the grill, it's a lot harder to judge what the temperature is coming off of it. Yes, that's the yeah the 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 temperature coming up from the flames, and then if you close the grill and you walk away for uh, <laughs> for five minutes, even you could come back and the, the entire thing could have been in flames, and then everything is just covered in, in black. So to me, steaks are something you have to be careful cooking but if you're if you've got a little bit of practice and you don't have a thousand other things going on definitely go for the steaks go for the ribs ribs definitely could be more tricky you have to have a little practice on those um what do you think would be the easiest steak to cook on the grill um probably ribeye because of all the fat in it it'll help like soften it up a little bit if you overcook it a little well that's kind of what i was thinking but then with the fat dripping you run into this risk of excess flames so that's you know that's the issue with a ribeye yeah i would think that new york strip would probably since it's so lean new york strip would be tough because like if you overcook it a little bit you're really going to notice yeah you know you know what i've cooked before is a big uh Kazi here in the Facebook chat saying a tom tomahawk steak. Uh, is a tomahawk steak the one that comes with the big bone sticking out? It's like a ribeye basically with a big bone sticking out of it. Yeah, different from a T-bone because a T-bone is going to be half fillet and half New York strip. So you get exactly. like the two best cuts on a T-bone, but you got to deal with the bone. Well, but the but the tomahawk is is what basically the ribeye and the extended rib itself. I think so. Yeah, that's what I think it is, too. We we cooked those in the grill a while back. We were pretty hammered by the time we got the grill started, but they turned out all right. A little burnt, but at least you can you can stick that big bone outside of the grill and you can use that to kind of flip and turn it, which is that's kind of cool. It's really just more of like a party show trick. You know, it's like savoring a 
sabering, which is uh, the dumbest thing ever. I enjoy sabering the 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 champagne. Why would you do that when you can just open it like normal and enjoy the entire bottle of champagne? Well, you know, I don't think you lose that much if if you saber it really and then start pouring right away. Like it's, it's one thing still... if you shake it if you shake it first, but really all you're doing is you're just kind of you're just kind of going like this, and then it opens up and you you lose a little of the glass on the top. Cheers. I, I think it's a a really dumb idea to like. To me, that's something that tells me that you care much more about showmanship than out than booze. Well, it depends. I mean, it depends on the bottle. But I don't think you're losing that much. If you shake it first, you're going to lose a shit ton of the champagne. But if you just simply savor, savor the top of the bottle, you're losing a drop. You're losing a drop and it looks cool. I'm and trying to come up with an analogy as to why I hate savoring so much. Well, I'm curious why you hate it so much. It's literally just a show trick and it looks cool. Right. But to me, it's something that one, anybody can do. It's not like it requires any skill. Well, that's that. That is very true. So you can't be too showboaty about the fact when you do it, because anybody else who's done it or knows how to do it around you is going to be like, all right, that's not as cool as you're playing it off to be. Right. So it's, it's like cool. you're trying to make something that's incredibly easy to do look difficult to show off while at the same time risking ruining a decent bottle of champagne and even best case scenario you're opening it in such a way that's going to cause it to lose more fizz and and potentially more wine than if you just took like a bar rag and slowly twisted it off and then you keep all everything inside the bottle so for those of you who don't know what savoring is i'll be a bit more explicit about it but you basically have a large knife and you run, uh, you got to peel the label off the wine so you're not running it along the, the label of the wine. And you're supposed to find the seam, ideally, of the bottle. And then you just, in one kind of swift motion, you go up the, the bottle of wine and you take, uh, you catch the, the rim of the bottle and it, and it pops off. Yeah, uh, to me, it's one of those ones where, like, it's something that unclassy people think is classy. But I don't think it's necessarily unclassy. I just don't think it's super classy. Does that make sense? I don't think it should be a real show off move. It should just be a cool move that you do. You, you just it's like, got, you know what? That, I know I got I got no it. Sense. No, I, I, I got it for you. It's like blowing smoke rings. Like it's cool if you can blow smoke rings. But I, I see people sit there and smoke seven cigarettes trying to blow smoke rings, waiting for somebody to say, wow, that's really cool. And they just they just wait for somebody to say, wow, that's really cool. Being able to blow a smoke ring and blowing one here or there, cool. But spending all night trying to get people's attention by blowing smoke rings is obnoxious. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of close there. We're like, I look I at sabering as like, I could do this the normal way, but I want... I'm not enough of the center of attention right now that I need everybody to be looking at me because I'm so important that this one little trick that I know deserves everyone to stop what they're doing. Well, when you know a lot of tricks, it's just kind of part of the shuffle there. Yeah. If you know a lot of tricks, then pick the better ones to do. <laughs> All right. I, I guess my whole thing is I hate attention seeking. Yes. I, I, I've done it before, but not as a kind of center of attention. Just be like, all right, we're opening a new bottle. Let's pop it off this way. Also, the I chat's don't really agree with me. Both uh, Maria, Maria's on board with everything I'm saying. James and, is uh, right. James is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to fly mm. Maria down here. Yeah. 
<laughs> she can cheer. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then, so look, you're not a seafood fan, but okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna address the grilling of seafood. I think it's really dangerous. I'm all for having seafood, especially if you are somewhere near the sea, because it's summertime. People are catching fish. However, grilling seafood is really tough. And if you're not good at it, you're just going to make really shitty seafood, like overcooked shrimp that are just tough and it's really difficult. They're dry. That's not cool. Grilling crab legs like you really got to stay on top of that. Otherwise, you just dry them out and grilling fish can be. I like a a crispy fish. It's got to be crispy somehow. So what happens is people end up just drying it out. Or they keep it in a bag and they just give you this wet, mushy fish where you got to pick the bones out of. So if you're good at grilling fish, grill away, not just fish. You're good at grilling seafood, grill away. If you're not, maybe avoid doing it if you're if you're hosting a whole bunch of people because it's got to be something that you got to be good at. Um, I also think that 4th of July is too early for corn on the cob. For me, I think a corn on the cob is a seasonal vegetable. I like to eat it in August. Anytime really before August feels a bit funny to me. Well, that's it depends on where you live, because in the Northeast, yeah, late August, early fall is when corn is kind of in season. But if you live down here where it's been 80 degrees for the last three months, corn might be in season now. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> buy corn on the cob, but it really depends on where you live. So we both that's... grew up in upstate New York, where late August is when you get fresh corn on the cob. I uh, one time and this didn't work at all, but I decided I was going to eat only seasonal seasonal vegetables and fruits and uh, try to eat locally and eat seasonal. And uh, one, I couldn't figure it out anymore because it's been I mean, you used to only be able to get strawberries at a certain time of year. You used like to only two be able months to get, a year, maybe. Yeah. You only used to be able to get watermelon and it came with seeds in it uh, only a month or two out of the year. Now, the transit for produce is going around the world all the time and you can get avocados if you live in alaska you know and they and they were picked yesterday yeah you're probably paying 10 bucks an avocado uh, i mean the avocado prices uh, are wild very wildly and i i recently learned that the town that farms avocados or the area in mexico that farms avocados is heavily run by the cartel like it's really a fucking war zone um yeah because avocados outside of drugs are probably the most profitable crop in mexico yeah isn't that wild just to think that you have you got blood on your on your hands eating your damn avocados yeah screw blood diamonds it's now blood avocados yeah man um all right uh we we gotta move on but let's see so i hit hamburgers oh are you a cheese so i'm i think when you're grilling outside it's it's you can't go too above and beyond. Like you start chopping up onions, maybe some tomatoes. Again, tomatoes very seasonal. Um, some lettuce, but you just you can't get you can't get too complicated with it because you're outside. You're having people over. You it, it can't be too much. You know you want to be able to enjoy yourself and relax a little bit while you're cooking. So the simpler you can make it, really the better. Uh, I had a question for you though. Are you a cheese guy on your burgers? Generally, no. Why not? Um, I don't know. It's I feel like it just kind of it, it doesn't fit. I like to have like 
lettuce and onion and pickles and stuff on my burger but cheese for me it's just like it's there's a texture thing there no like some cheddar cheeses um on burgers are really good a good not a huge slice of it but a nice thick piece of cheddar that's not falling off the burger i don't like a messy burger but yeah typically i'm a hamburger guy when i get sandwiches in the store i don't usually get cheese on it because it changes the texture of the sandwich for me um but the issue of putting cheese on it is when somebody serves you that burger and they close it then you got to open it back up and the cheese is kind of like the glue of the bun. Mm-hmm. So when somebody serves you a cheeseburger and they close it on you, then you're fucked because then you can't, you can't get the relish. You can't get the mustard and the, and the ketchup on there. So that's my issue with cheese is, and then usually it's just melted off the sides. You want that cheese on top of the burger, not on the side of the burger. So I'm not a big cheeseburger guy. <laughs> Five miles says the cheese is too attention seeking. <laughs> I'm off in chat tonight. <laughs> um yeah man that that monster cheese is uh is really the winner there but i do like a, i had a burger from a restaurant the other day i i, I wanted to try the place out because our, our office is moving and i've been walking by it i walk by it every probably two or three times a day because i go to the bank a bunch of times and uh there was two burgers there was two patties there was cheese there was bacon uh there was like two different types of sauce and there was peppers, which I didn't realize there was two burgers. So the burgers probably like this high. I didn't realize there were two. Well, and then it was also wrapped, and they like smushed it as they wrapped it. So I was like, was the person mad when they made this burger? Well, what, did you why? get a smash burger? No, I didn't get. Do they smash the burger? Take a guess. I don't know. That seems like a fucked up way to do a hamburger, but whatever. Either way, it made me think that like at the more you add on to a burger, like not necessarily the better. Now, it's a restaurant burger. And the burger where you're outside eating off a paper plate. Those are different things. One, you got a table. You can eat a little more civilized. One, like you got the wind to worry about. But I always like sliders, man. Like the well, one, like burgers that you can have in like two bites. Sliders are cool. But my thinking is that the more you put on a burger, the more difficult it becomes. And then you just have, if you have like an egg, an avocado, bacon, cheese, sauce, on, you know, onions, uh caramelized onions like it, it just Yo, gets caramelized so onions are good sure but not with seven other things right like True. you gotta you gotta you the burger i had i just thought there was too much on it and i didn't get to appreciate anything because i was just trying to eat the burger and that, it sounds to me like one of like one of those cartoon sandwiches that's like the cartoon is like this big and the character just like takes like a giant bite out of it where like the the, the sandwich is as high as the character's head and they what somehow was- managed to eat it what was that guy? Wimpy? Was that the guy from, from Popeye's? The guy that liked hamburgers? His name was Wimpy, I think. I could be wrong. I could be. I don't have any mm. ideas. But there was a guy in the old old cartoons. Somebody will tell us, I'm sure, in the chat. The, the guy that used to eat the hamburgers. I think it was Wimpy from uh, from Popeye's. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a character. All right. So, look, we're I, you, I'm ready to talk about quitting. No, that's the end of the cast, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going <laughs> to quit like that. We're not going to quit like that. Yo, We're not quitters. Better, yo, you're clipping on your mic, dude. Ah, shit. I'm, I think I'm too close to it. Something's going on. I don't know what's going on, though. Uh, but look, we're not quitters. We're, uh, we're champions, and we're going to quit right. <laughs> so quitting is difficult. You know, with this transition, I've seen a handful of agents leave. And... My goal is to provide the best direction 
I possibly can for the agents that have been in my charge. And if their mind is made up to leave, I fully respect that. But I also want to help point them in the best direction. And I see people making decisions or following other people, oftentimes that I know are not good for them. And I've seen enough people quit one company and move to another and not find success. And I spent enough time around the people that I've worked with that you know, I feel like there's some decent advice that I can provide for them in in quitting. Um, Before we get to that, let's uh, let's just real quick um, touch on MJ's comment about fireworks, and then we'll talk about quitting. So okay. that way, when First you quit, all, there's fire- fireworks. Fireworks are legal. Fireworks are basically legal these days. Yet you can't have a fucking Michelob Ultra while you sit in the ocean dirt. Well, yeah, and if you look at like the beach after 4th of July, it's always trash from people leaving their fireworks garbage behind. Yeah, you can light off explosives at the beach, but you can't have a fucking glass of wine. Get the fuck out of here. You did this, people. Well, just wait until people cause a brawl with fireworks. Wimps. God, that pisses me off. Do you buy fireworks? No, but I want to. I like we. I, I what think do you mean you, you want to? That they're, they're legal. Well, I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> so which is it? I like. I like the idea. I like the idea. You know, like like I like the idea of driving fast, but like I don't like the idea of burning that much gas. Not because I'm worried about the cost of gas. I just hate filling up gas. Like that's. So I, you I like know. the idea of fireworks, but not paying for them. Well. Uh, it's just not you and I overdid the fireworks when we were kids. Like, yeah, we got I, that out in middle school. Like it's not, it's, it's not as much fun anymore. Um, I don't, I don't know. And then what, like when you're lighting the fireworks, you're not enjoying the show. I mean, fireworks for me are like kind of, I don't know, almost like porn. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, it's supposed to be something like, it's supposed to be something like a bit taboo. And uh, it doesn't have to be taboo, but there has to be a taboo element to it. But when everybody and their brothers got their hands on it, I'm like, yeah, this is not this is not cool. I don't need to I don't need to do the fireworks with you guys. That's not. Yeah, for me, fireworks were really cool when I was a kid. And then I don't know, as soon as I became an adult, I stopped caring about them. Like what the year that I worked for the Charleston Battery, well, that's what well, you were still here. Like I would work all of their games and I would be there after the game ended. And a lot of times they'd have fireworks after the game. And like, I wouldn't even bother. Like I'd hear them in the background. I was like, oh, there's fireworks. All right, cool. I'm going to go back and do something else now. Yeah. It's just, it's not there for me anymore. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of fireworks, speaking of celebrating, let's get back into quitting. Yeah. So you quit with, so what you do is you bring in fireworks. Yeah. You can bring in some. (laughs) You know, you know, I, I hate ragging on Adam. I don't actually hate it, but <laughs> but he we were talking about having fireworks for Fourth of July weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, there's all these stores in Jersey that are selling fireworks. But like, I'm, I don't know if I'm really into it. He goes, he goes, well, we 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 at least got to get some sparklers. What? <laughs> I go, like I go, the thing what? that they give five year olds. I go, like- what you, I go, what are you, seven? <laughs> yeah, like you give sparklers to five year olds so that way they can feel like they're participating um sparklers are cool sparklers are cool if you're young um yeah you might as well get some of those like like uh, fire steaks or whatever i was thinking roman candles Uh, and but then but then i instantly and i was gonna say and i almost said to him 
you know what? At least we'll do some Roman candles instead. But then I realized that if we bought Roman candles, we would just be firing them at each other. Of course. And that's what not else good. would you do with them? Exactly. <laughs> but I want to watch a ball of fire going to the air for when, when you can well, aim that at one of your closest <laughs> friends. <laughs> you just put on some goggles or whatever and go for it. I mean, if you're going to shoot people with fireballs, like you want to shoot the people that are least likely to sue you. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> um like two years ago i was doing a soccer game at a downtown soccer field and it was like the day before fourth of july or me yeah and the there's like projects right next to the field and there are probably about like 30 or 40 kids from the projects out on the field next to us we're trying to play a game and they're just shooting like not just roman candles they've got like the mortars that have like the thing like the, like a, a firework yeah. this big you load it yeah, yeah and you load it, right? it and then they're aiming it at each other and stuff and like we had to stop the game because like what like one of the goalkeepers almost got hit oh god um kazi from facebook says we should cancel fireworks and um and that's the thing is that like fireworks are allowed but having a fucking light beer at the beach is not allowed like that's the most bullshit thing i've ever heard well, what you should really do is have like 15 light beers and then have some fireworks. That's yes, I agree with that. That's the better option. Light beer keeps you hydrated better than regular beer. Let's talk about quitting. Okay, um, here's here's my advice on quitting. All right. You gotta you gotta give the employer a chance. All right. So chances are you're unhappy. Some of that's on you. That's my thinking, because the employer is not always going to know you're unhappy. So I think and, and the employer wants happy people that work there. So you have, the oppor- you have the opportunity to make your workplace a bit better of a place. And I think you owe that duty. I mean, if you're if you get hired somewhere and you're there for three days and you're like, this sucks, I'm out. That's fine. But if you've been at a place for eight months or three years and you're like, nah, I'm not crazy about the vibe or I don't like my supervisor or I want more money or I'm unhappy with my hours. You owe it to the, the business as well to bring up to bring up that issue. And uh, I think a lot of people a lot of times don't do that. And the employer doesn't know they're unhappy. And then the person quits. And usually when people quit, they're a bit mad, like they're a bit like jaded and pissed. Yet they never spoke up and they weren't clear with their demands or the, their la- lack of satisfaction. So I think there's a lot of that happens. And that's frustrating on both accounts. Well, what about in the case where you make you you as the employee make suggestions to your employer well, about things that you would like to have changed? Very and good. Point. And, and we'll say, and for argument's sake, we'll say that they're reasonable suggestions, and you don't feel like enough efforts being made to act so, on that. So you've made the suggestions. They may not know how serious you are, <clears throat> but and then and then you give them time to try and implement. Well, and that's where I think it reaches a certain point where you say, look, I asked for this. You weren't able to deliver. I'm going to consider looking at other options. And, and I think that's, that's not a bad, you, you have to, you guys owe each other something, right? Like they want to keep you happy. You want to be happy. They want happy people that, that work there most of the time. And if they do nothing, then, then you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, <clears throat> I do what about like- when like you have a better opportunity open up for yourself and it really doesn't matter what your employer well, your current employer does that's oftentimes 
when you're finding a better option, you're getting into it's it may not always be a better option. So, well, let me let me let me put it this so way. You have to you have to do my the point that I'm making is you got to do your homework on both accounts. You have to make sure it's a better option. And if you've been with your company for a year or so, you owe it to them to say, hey, this is what the competition's offering. Can you know, and if they can't make that work, then they can't make that work. But rather than just jump ship into the unknown where you might get fired within 30 or 60 or 90 days, whatever the state laws are being there, where it's just not a good fit. Um, you, there, there's a small opportunity to turn your own place around. And I've had people ask for things I just can't deliver on. And when they leave, I fully understand it. Um, and you know, I've had people ask for things that I wasn't, maybe I could have delivered on, but didn't. And when they leave, I'm like, oh, you know, shit, that's on me. I, I, I should have done better on that. And if somebody gets a great offer, you know, I've had people get offered easy six figure jobs out of my office when they were new real estate agents and weren't making that much money. And I'm like, that's a good move, man. Like you just got, you just got a, a good gig. Like I'm not, that was a smart move. Definitely take that job. Um, so I, you know, I, I understand it from, from both sides of things. I feel like, uh, any other scenarios you can think of? Cause I have a couple in here. Well, let's talk some do's and don'ts. Okay. What would be a do outside well, of let's break this up into two potential scenarios. One is you don't care about having any contact with your former employer or future necessarily in that industry. In the industry. Yeah, in that entire industry. So let's say you're working in, I don't know, restaurants. And you say, you know what? I don't want to work in restaurants anymore. Okay. So I, I let, let me just, on that subject, you also don't want to burn bridges. Well, that's, right? what, that's where I'm going with this is like, yeah. when is it okay to burn bridges? And when is it not okay to burn bridges? I don't think it's ever okay to burn bridges. If you're moving on with your life, the employer's got to be understanding with that. And if they're not, that's on them. But you have to do the right things. You have, you have to you have to choose kind of the moral high ground. And even if it's just giving them two weeks notice, right? Like you work at a restaurant, it's a restaurant. You, you know, that's have you ever quit a job on the spot? Mm, no, I don't. I, I don't think so. I have. Must have been really bad. It was. It was a hotel. I was a front desk supervisor. Within a week, I found out that upper management had been renting out rooms that they knew had bed bugs in them. Once I was able to confirm what I suspected, um, I quit the next day. Yeah, that's yeah. That's and I burned I burned some pretty big bridges on that one because I left I left a pretty big mess in my wake because the employee that had told me about this was like, yeah, you're not supposed to tell anybody about this. And so when I did some things, like let's say on a Sunday morning, I did some things on checkout to make some guests happy mm -hmm. or like I gave them like 20 bucks off their room because like the hotel had screwed up a couple of things. And I thought the $20 was more than fair. Because they were really itchy. Um, no, not in that particular case, but it was like $20 to, it made the guests happy. And it wasn't like it was a huge amount for the hotel. Yeah, fine, and, sure. and so the next day, my, the GM wanted to talk to me about me giving $20 off rooms or whatever. And like the night before, or maybe the night after I gave like those discounts, I found out I was able to confirm 
from another employee that like we had been doing this because like what we had is we had an excel sheet that tracked all the prop like anytime a yeah, guest I, came I, down I, with a complaint I, yeah but you confirmed it yeah and so what i found was that like there were entries that were made for a certain date about bed bugs or whatever and then somebody went and deleted them and the, the reason i was able to figure this out was because there was like a gap in the excels so i was like it went from row 400 to row 404 i was like someone was lazy and just deleted them without like merging it back up yeah. so i was like yeah somebody definitely deleted that to make it go away so the manager wanted to chew me out for giving discounts and i was like before you say anything um this is what's been happening and i don't want to be a part of it so thanks for the opportunity but today's my last day goodbye well, that's fair enough you know you weren't on morally you couldn't stand behind that company uh, and it was a new company for you. So that's, yeah, you know, I've been there for maybe two weeks. That's not as bad as being somewhere for eight months or two years. And I, you know, I think there's, there's a dismount that needs to happen with a certain amount of grace. And if you've been there for two years and you're unhappy, like that's not all on them, <laughs> you know, like that's well, right. But, but my thinking, one of my thoughts was there's somebody in management or a supervisor that kind of treats you like shit or is a bad apple or something like that. Now you might think, Oh, they're part of the establishment. They're bedrock here. And I have to leave because of them. But then my thought around that was maybe management is looking for some concrete reasons to push that person out. And if you know, that, that role, the, that person in that supervising or managerial role is compromising newer employees maybe management wants to know about that. So you have to, it's a certain amount of diligence that you have to have to take when you're leaving somewhere. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, I just think about being a good person, what I would want as an employee or as an employer. Um, and a lot of times, some people just aren't going to be happy working for anybody. And they go from one place to the next, really critical of everything that's going on. And to those people, I was thinking, well, maybe you might want to consider opening your own business. I mean, you're, 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 you're not going to succeed. That's not always true. That's not always <laughs> true. And some, but some people think they know the inner workings of a business and they're really unhappy with the business that they work for. And opening a business is attainable for them. Some, you know, I, I know people who were bartenders who were unhappy running, you know, working at the bar that they worked at and they opened their own bar, own restaurant. That's how a lot of restaurant guys get started. They work in kitchens or they work for restaurants, manage restaurants. And they're like, you know, I could do this better. I could make a better menu. I could create better service. I could create a cooler atmosphere environment. I can make my staff happier than management is making me. I'm going to do it. And that's not a bad idea either. And I, you know, I wanted to throw that out as a, as a quitting option because, you know, I guess six or seven years ago, I decided to do that in the real estate world and it worked out pretty well for me. So, you know, it's not, it's not an impossible idea for some people. What, what else you want to hit in the do's and don'ts? Because we, we got about I would uh, say, eight minutes left here. I would say try and be as gracious as possible if you're not looking to burn bridges. Um, and, and just when, when you're giving your two weeks, explain, like, I don't think that you owe much of an explanation as to why. Um, but be as gracious as possible. Thank the, the, the company for the opportunity because you never know when you might have to come back to them. Well, look at the merger that I'm working on now that's coming into fruition uh, this week. 
that's a company that we used to work with. And when we left, you know, I said, thank you guys very much. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to open our doors as a brokerage and I appreciate everything you guys. And they're happy to have us back. And now that we've actually grown without them, we bring a lot of value going back to them. So it actually worked out really well, but you know, in this business, a lot of brokers are very vicious and very cutthroat and it's New York city. So people are very quick to tell you to go fuck yourself. So, uh, you know, none of that happened and luckily we're in yeah. a, we're in a really good. And that would be my number one tip is try and leave it so that the door would be open if you wanted to come back. Um, if it's something that you, and I would say, even if you don't think that you want to come back, as long as you're not certain that you don't want to come back, leave the door open. They're like, a couple of years ago, I left a restaurant that I was working for, for what I thought was a better opportunity. It didn't work out. And I came back like a week later asking for my job back. And since I left in, on good terms, they welcomed me back and it worked out. But if I had just been like, this is all the stuff that you guys are doing wrong and I'm out of here for some better place. Then well, and that, they would have said, I, well, how about how that better place work out for you? All right, cool. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. I, a lot of times I have people leave very graciously and I do say, you know, thank you. I enjoy working with you. Our door is always open. I wish you the best at the next place. Happy to be here as a resource. But if you're not finding what you're looking for, the door is still open. But yeah, you don't want to give people a laundry list of things that they should have corrected and you're unhappy with. But I do think that, you know, if you're working there before you just cut and go, cut and run, that you try to, you try to, everywhere I go, I try to make the environment a, a better environment, you know, buying the house and working constantly to make it a, a better place, you know, and, and, you know, that I want to be the employee or the person that's bringing that to the table, not the person that's just pissed off and not willing to put some of myself into an environment to make it better. But I will say, so like with me changing jobs recently where I've got three days left with my current job, like I've had a number of discussions with the partners at my firm um, since I put in my notice. <clears throat> and like, there's two factors here. One is there's a couple of things that I think that the firm needs to change that I'm disappointed they haven't changed. Um, and then there's also the fact that I've just got a better opportunity that I'm happy to pursue. Um, and so in my notice that I gave to them in the conversations subsequent to that notice, I haven't mentioned anything to my bosses about the things that I want them to change because it's not, it's not necessary. I mean, it's also too late, but it's not necessary. So I've, and in the conversations that I've had with them, like for one, I've offered to stay on and do like some part-time work for them, even though I'm going to be having a full-time position doing something else. But like, multiple partners have told me is like, look, if what, for whatever reason, this new thing doesn't work out, you'll have a place back here if you want. That's what you want. That's, that's what you want to hear when you go out. And if you don't hear that, when you went out, it's a good chance you screwed something up uh, either in your exit or in your. Yeah. Employment. So I, the way I look at it is I, I executed this one about as well as I could have given the circumstances where they're happy to have me back. And I have good relations with them. And if I ever need a reference from any of them, I can probably get it. That's also, I have people ask me for references that, I, <laughs> that I'm like, dude, I, I wouldn't rehire you. Why are you asking me for a reference? <laughs> like, oh man. Um, but look, last couple Wait, episodes. I got one more thing. Uh, sure. Just letting you know, last couple episodes, we got cut off at, uh, at the hour mark. So yeah, before like, we do that, so I'll let when, you get that in there real quick. 
so when my mom was on the school board at our school, she talked about how to get rid of a superintendent that you don't like. And she says, if you want it, if you want to get rid of your superintendent, what you do is you write them the best letter of recommendation known to man. That's 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 always good when we have people apply for apartments and they're like, oh, yeah, my, this isn't great. Or, but I have a landlord reference letter. What I tell them is in New York City, most landlords are not concerned with your landlord reference letter. Reason being, if a landlord wants you out because you haven't paid rent or you're a lousy tenant, why would they write you a negative reference? Because then that decreases your likeliness of finding the next department. So you're going to get a very good reference letter. But yeah, I, I definitely like that, that advice. Um, look, on that note, though, we, uh, we're hitting the hour mark. I don't want to get cut off, so I'm going to part ways. <coughs> Anything you want to add before we, before we wrap? I need to fry, fly Maria down here so that way I can just have a personal cheerleader. Yeah, James, James, uh, we appreciate the comments, Maria. Um, and thank you guys so much. For and everybody watching. else. But Maria, just because you're agreeing with me. Yeah, she's been very agreeable to the, the James perspective all evening. But we appreciate you guys who join us on live. Don't forget to follow and also subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on uh, the audio podcast platform. We just put up last week's episode. <laughs> says, hey, she's been yelling. <laughs> <laughs> all capitals. All capitals. Um, all right, guys. We're hitting the hour mark. Thank you for joining. I will see you next time. James, adios. Later. So thank you for joining. Don't forget, if you have not already, I need you guys to subscribe. It helps us grow the podcast and uh, we need subscribers to grow the podcast. So thank you guys. Um, and uh, see you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.